Hello, this sermon audio is a ministry of the Town Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you would like to learn more about us, how to connect, or how to support us, go to our website, thetownchurch.org. While listening to the Bible preached is a healthy part of our spiritual formation, it is not the whole picture. So if you aren't a part of a local church, we encourage you to prayerfully commit to a local body of believers where you live. We're glad you can join us, and we hope God uses the following sermon to reveal more of his glory to you. Well, if you have a Bible, go ahead and grab it and make your way to Psalm 47. We've been working through the Psalms this summer together, and as you're turning there, let me ask you a question. I want to ask you a question, and I want to hear from your mask-covered mouth. Um, I want to hear the answer. If you're at home this morning, I want want your neighbors to hear the answer. I want the people around you to hear the answer. This is something I I want verbal, um, uh, uh, verbal help with. Here's the question. In everything that we've walked through over the last, what, what's it been, four months? In everything that we've walked through over the last month, is God still on his throne? I want to hear from you. He absolutely is, right? Is God still on his throne? Is God still worthy to be worshipped as the king? He absolutely is. Let me, let me just ask one more question of us. Do you and I need to be reminded of that again and again and again? We do, don't we? What a kindness from God that he would give us on this day in the rhythm of where we are in the Psalms, we've worked through several already this summer. What a kindness from God that he would give us Psalm 47 today. If you have the Bible in front of you, would you go ahead and look at the heading above the Psalm? The publishers have put this heading in there, but look at the heading over the Psalm. What is it? In the Bible that I'm reading, the ESV, the English Standard Version, Um, It says, God is king over all the earth. Hear that. We We just close in prayer right there. That could be the sermon. God is king over all the earth. Right? God is king over all the... It's going to be that simple this morning. Uh, this short psalm I want to put in front of us that God is a king, the king, and he's worthy to be worshipped. That's it. Right? We need to hear that. I need to hear that today. We, we have a king, a good king, a perfect king, ruling and reigning king. We have that king. Three things that, that we're going to see, that God is to be feared, that God is to be praised, and all of that it, it is true because he's the reigning king. And so can I ask you this morning, if you're able to stand with me to read together from this psalm, I'll have it on the screen here. I want to read it aloud together. Right, so I want you to be reading aloud um, as we read this psalm together. So if you would, if you're, if you're able this morning, stand with me and read together. It says this, read with me. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. 
sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Um, here's, Here's what I want to be seeing this morning. From the very beginning, here's what we see. God is to be feared. God is a God to be feared. I, I, don't, I don't mean we're terrified of Him, but, but I do mean that we're terrified of Him. God is a God to be feared. We are to be in awe of our God. The psalm begins, clap your hands. Who? Who, who does it say clap your hands? All peoples. Right? We're going to, to, to get to this at the end, but, but please see it here. All peoples. Clap your hands. All peoples. All who are made in the image of God are instructed to clap their hands. No matter what uh, shade of skin color you have, if you're one who looks to God as, as the God, the instruction here for you, for me, is clap your hands. It's an instruction of praise, of celebration, in awe of God. We clap. The next line, shout to God with loud songs of joy. Who? Please hear this again. All peoples, skin color, hair color, eye color, income bracket, married, divorced, single, mom, dad, brother, sister, criminal record, shady past, shady present. Those who look to God as God are instructed to clap their hands and shout to God with songs of joy. Why? Why? We're we're told in verse 2, for the Lord the Most High is to be feared. He's a great king over all the earth. Friends, please listen to that. God's on his throne. He's a great king. Not just just of the U.S. He's a great king of all the earth. He's over all, all nations. For those who have trusted him, they've trusted him because he's chosen them and and he loves them. So, So you, friend, if God is your God, he's chosen you and he loves you, and our response to that is what? Clapping. And our response to that is it is victorious clapping and shouting loud songs of praise. Uh, one author I was reading this week compared these, uh, these opening lines of the psalm to the, the, the sounds of a large sporting event. You'll remember those, right? Uh, the, the, the things, the events where we would watch grown men and women make a ton of money for playing games those things. Um, You know what that's like to be in a stadium where there's a loud group of people together. We have a category for that in our minds, don't we? We've seen that. You've experienced it. Victorious clapping and loud, joyful shouts and song. And I I hate to do this, but, but you know this too well. Your team is not king over anything. But, but we have a God who's a great king over all the earth, one who is to be feared, one who is to be revered, one, where we stand in awe of him. In fact, I would even say we, we slow clap because that's all we can muster in awe of him. Some of you are, are going to push against this a little bit, this application, even some of you, um, if you're here with us this morning, Um, but we've been apart for four months, so really I have nothing to lose here, and I'm willing to push some buttons. So here we go. Um, It's okay to clap, all right? As we sing praises to God, it's okay to clap, right? I'm not a big clapper. I'm not one that that would um, normally clap, but but I'll, listen, I'll go to a second grade Christmas uh, choir concert, which I did this last Christmas. Um, 
not because I just hang out there, but I have a second grader. Um, so I, I went to this, and, and, and by golly, what, what am I swayed into doing after every miserable performance? I clap, because everybody else is, is clapping. So we know how to do it, but, but, but when do we do it? Right? We, we gather here, we gather in our homes, we're gathering with other people to fix our eyes on God, and for some reason we keep our hands in our pockets. An appropriate response to our great God who is to be revered is clapping and shouting and singing. Who's to be doing that? All peoples. Hear this well. Clapping and singing in reverence to God is not the sound of division, but unity. Does that make sense? Clapping and singing and shouting in reverence to God is the sound of unity. People from all kinds of backgrounds can get together to worship our great God, and the unifying sound that that gathering makes is clapping and shouting and singing all peoples. God is to be feared, and He's also a God that is to be praised. Verse 5 kicks uh, that off for us, that the God has gone before us with a shout and with the sound of a trumpet. These are military actions. He's gone before us. God's victorious in battle before us, and He's victorious in battle for us. And so the response is, take a look at it at verses 6 and 7. Can you give me a response here? What is the response? If it's hard to find, let, let, let me help you find it. It's that phrase that's repeated five times in two verses. What is it? Sing praises. That's the response. That's the response to our victorious God where he's gone before us and he's gone for us to be victorious. We sing praises. Sing praises to God. It says sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises. It's inclusive language. All peoples, all the earth. The response is what? sing praises. Now listen, those of you who are here this morning with us, you may have a mask on, but you can still sing praises. It may be muffled, right? Maybe auto-tuned in your mask, but, but you can still sing praises. Maybe you're sitting at home this morning in your living room or laying on your bed watching this, but you can still sing praises. I, I've heard from quite a few people over the last few months who have said, it's just awkward to sing in my house. It's just weird. Uh, do I stand? Do I sit? Do, do we harmonize? What, what do we do? And, and I agree, there's something about gathering with one another that, that makes singing so much more enjoyable. I'm with you in that. But, but can I ask you a question? Is God a God who is worthy to be praised? He absolutely is, isn't he? It, it, can we sing our praises to our God? Can we sing aloud our praises. One of our, our relatives um, was part of a church in Europe and in an effort to be safe with social distancing and all of that, keeping germs at bay, they had, um, they had heard that, that singing is one of the, the best ways or worst ways, which is it? Best or worst ways to, to share germs. Singing um, projects those uh, germs out. And so this church made a restriction at their church that, and they sent out this message. The, the music leader will sing and we're asking um, you all to hum. So only humming uh, is allowed in, in the church, right? 
Does it say here, hum praises to God? I'm sorry, but that's strange. That is just strange. I was talking to Robbie about the, this week, and we decided that if we're ever forced to not sing and to just hum, we, we may just shut this all down, or, or maybe we would rebel. I don't know. what, But a natural response, I would say a biblical response, a worshipful response to a God who is worthy to be worshipped is singing praises to him. God is to be praised, and it all comes together in these final two verses that God is to be feared. God is to be praised, and, and because, all of that because God is the reigning king. Verse 8, he reigns over the nations. Again, all peoples. He sits on his holy throne. It's a perfect throne. There is no poor leadership coming from this reigning king. There's not a mistake. He's a reigning king who's perfect. Verse 9, all peoples again come together as the people of, God, of the God of Abraham. And I, I think we're in a season as a nation where we may need to hear that and apply that. All peoples come together to praise one God. All who worship God are brought in to worship God not because of anything they've done, not because of any way they look, not because of anything they haven't done, not because of, of any of that, but because God has brought them in as the reigning king. He's the reigning king. All peoples. This is the psalmist's way of saying God's kingdom is not one race. God's kingdom is not one color. God's kingdom is not one political party. God's kingdom is not one country. God's kingdom is not one way of thinking about vaccines or masks or any of that. God's kingdom is a kingdom made up of all the peoples who fear him and who praise him and acknowledge him as the reigning king. That's God's people. In fact, some biblical scholars have translated verse 1 all the way back up to verse 1 to read, clap your hand together with all peoples. It's singular. Clap your hand together. And so the, the thought is that the clapping of the hands, the sound there, the clapping of hands is the, the, the coming together of two hands that are shaking on an agreement together. Two people are coming together as an agreement, clapping hands, of, of shaking hands in agreement, and it's all peoples. So the line of thinking is, uh, is what, what is their agreement? What are they agreeing to? It's this, that the Lord is the most high to be feared, that he's the king to be praised. Are you in agreement with that? I am. I, let, let's agree. He is the one who's bringing all peoples together to worship him. So if that's the way we look at that verse or, or if it's a, a response of praise that we're clapping our hands, no matter what the case is, the agreement is God's the God to be feared. God's the God to be praised. He is the reigning king. And even though the people who are reading or singing along to this psalm in, in that day, um, even though they may not have realized it yet as a, a, a fulfilled promise that, that was coming, they needed that reminder too. That God was the reigning king, and so do we. But for us, we know the promise of an eternally reigning king is fulfilled in Jesus. In the beginning verses of the gospel account of Mark, after Jesus has been tempted in the wilderness and he walks out of that temptation victorious, after all of that overcoming temptation and sin, after that, what does Jesus 
announce in Mark 1, 15, he announces this. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. So there's a response. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus announces his own eternal reign as the king in God's kingdom, the one who came to live a perfect life and to die for the sins of those who would put their hope in him. He's announcing that the king and and the kingdom is here. We have reason to sing of the greatness of God, don't we? we? If you're sitting at home, imagine that everybody here just said amen, all right? Just imagine that. We have reason to sing of the greatness of God, don't we? We'll we'll end this here, but just listen to these words from Paul about Jesus. He says in chapter 2 of Philippians, he says, "But, but he, Jesus, emptied himself. Jesus did that. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Doesn't sound like a king, but it goes on. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He became obedient to the point of death. And the outcome of all of that was that God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. And at that name, every tongue, every tribe, every nation, every language will confess that Jesus is Lord, the eternally reigning King. We have reason to worship, don't we? I have no real, for for those of you who are thinking, okay, what's the application? I have no real application this morning other than to point to the fact that we're made to worship. God created us to worship Him as King. We we need to hear this. We, We need to hear this and be reminded that we have a King. And that king is not you, and that king is not me, and that king is no one who would be over us other than Jesus alone who's worthy to be worshipped. And so this morning, we have an opportunity to stand in awe of God and sing. So let me pray that our hearts would be moved in that direction this morning, and then we'll continue in song. Let's pray. Father, we um, read this psalm. I'm so thankful that you gave us Psalm 47 on a day like today where we would, um, for the first time, gather here together and, and for the first time um, be at least in pockets of, of people to gather together. I'm so thankful that you gave us a psalm in the midst of what we're going through in our world. Even if those are sitting at home, they're still kind of working through some of the trials of, of what's been going on in, in the world around us. You gave us this psalm to remind us that we have a king, a good king, who's worthy to be worshipped in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of trial, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of murder, in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of all of these things that are crashing in on us that feel weighty. You're reminding us that we have a king. And that king is worthy to be worshipped. And so would you help us to fix our eyes on Jesus? who in obedience went to the cross, 
and gave his life and was highly exalted by you and given a name above every name and at his name we would bow and worship him as king. Bend our hearts and our affections toward him even today we pray. Amen.